We've been in a, a, a series called My Peace, or that we're calling My Peace. Let's go ahead and look at John 14, 27. Go ahead and turn there if you could. John 14, 27. John 14, 27 says, Peace I, live, I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, My peace I give to you. And so this is, the Bible is God speaking to us. We need to, we need to have that centered uh, in our thinking. When we're reading the Bible, it shouldn't just be a book that we read. Um, of course, I think most of us understand that, but it shouldn't be out of religious duty, and it's so easy to fall into that. It's so easy just to be like, okay, you know, I got to get through, and you know, you read the same verse like six times over, and you're going, you know, you're not really paying attention. You go to go get through the chapter or whatever, and I, okay, I did that, and not even be communing with God. And I think we've all done it. I mean, it's easy to fall into where you just got to get done. Instead of, when we approach the Word, we could approach it, and I encourage you to pray, not, not legalistically, but, but ask God, Lord, I'm reading your Word. Illuminate my understanding. Quicken my understanding. Show me. Help me to see more clearly as I'm reading this. And because when we read the Word... This is the living Word of God. This is God's Word. It is God speaking to us as children in the family, bought and paid for by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. These words that we're reading are for us. Now, you've got to always read in context. I mean, if it's talking specifically you know, to a certain group and calling out things that don't have to do with the general body of Christ, but I'm saying generally... If they apply to the disciples, if they apply to the church, they, these are words that are to us. And so when we read these things, we need to take it like God is speaking to us. Then it'll mean so much more. It will come alive. The Holy Spirit is actually in us to help us to understand and to quicken that word to us in our hearts. So when Jesus is saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, he has given us his peace. The person of the Holy Spirit is indwelling us, and we have the peace of God. Now, how much we operate in it has a lot to do with where attention is fixed and how much we've renewed our mind. Because we can have something but not act on it. And when Jesus said, my peace I'm giving to you, well, in the new covenant, we don't have less than the disciples that Jesus were ta was talking to. We don't have less than that. In the, it, when they were under the old covenant at this point, this is kind of the twilight, the transition. He's about to go to the cross. But we, in the new covenant, Jesus has uh, given his life. He's been buried. He rose from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we have His peace on the inside of us. We just need to know that, and we need to act on it. But the first step is believe that He's given it to us and believe that we have it. Knowing you have something is half the battle to operating in it. 
You know, have you ever been, if you've ever uh, lost something in your house or in your car or anywhere, really, if you knew, you know, have you ever, I guess it's kind of hard, more, you know, a little more, more difficult for you ladies to lose your purse, um, you know, just all of a sudden to look, but you could lose it. But, you know, if, if you guys have ever lost your wallet or a credit card or something, all of a sudden you can't find it, there's this sinking feeling that all of a sudden, where is it? Anybody ever experience that? Well, if you didn't know where it was, but let's say you're, you know, in your car, but you knew it was in your, you didn't, you all of a sudden, I don't, I, I, I can't locate it, but, you know, let's say you could have a knowing that it's in your car. Well, okay, that would automatically relax you, and it would allow you, now you know it's got to be in here. It's in the car. Let's say you had a location device. You know, they do have these things, right? They, they have little devices that you can attach to things, and then you have an app on your phone, and it can tell you where it is. So even though you can't physically see it, if you had something like that and you know it's here, well, that would go a long way to you finding it, just because if you don't know it's there, and you could be anywhere, it could have been at the, the restaurant you just left or the store you were at, where is it? You don't know. Your mind's racing. But if you can say, it's in here, it's in these few square feet, okay, well, what do you need to do? We know it's probably not in the engine, unless you're messing around there. It's not under the hood. It's not under the tires. You can start going through the interior of the car, bit by bit, and you can find it. And you're not really upset as much as if you didn't know where it was at all. Your mind has already gone to where I, I know this thing is in this area. So you already go into a different mindset and you're determined you're going to find it. Well, when we're talking about peace, if we think it's elusive and that's just for some people and I just don't know how they do it, but they're just calm, but I can never be like that. Well, that's one mindset and that's like, I may never find it. I may never get it. And maybe you think some people are just more pre predispositioned this way. And so, and you know, different, there are of course different temperaments, different personalities. But if we somehow disqualify ourselves and we think, I won't be able to, I, I just, you know, may never be at peace. I just, I just, I can't help myself. I get upset. Well, that's a, that's a mindset that, 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 there's no hope there. That's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, there's no faith. It's like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not peaceful. I don't know why. That's like, I don't know where my wallet is. It could be anywhere, really. I mean, where have we gone today? Let me go back. But if you know, wait a minute, it's in here. Okay. Now all I got to do is find it. But there's a limited number of options. Even if I got to move some stuff, I'm going to find it. Well, if we could just get it settled in our mind that his peace has been given to us. Yeah, but I don't feel it. Yeah, but that's like saying I don't see my wallet. I, I don't know where it is. Yeah, but it's in here. If I had something that the little thing was beeping on my phone and saying it's in here, I don't see it. I just don't feel like I have it. Yeah, but I know it's in here. So what do I need to do? Look for it. If I know that the peace of God and I accept that this is true, that God, Jesus, gave, uh, gave me his peace and the person of the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me to help me, now I go into a different mindset. And if, I, if I continually am going to say he, he, I don't have it, then I'm not agreeing with this. 
But if I agree I have it and it's in me, now I'm going to go into a different mode. Okay, I'm not experiencing it. Why? What should I be focusing on? What is different? You gave it to me, so I believe it's mine and I am going to walk in it. Regardless of what I see or regardless of what I feel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in peace. It's mine. It's been given to me. I'm going to find my wallet. It's in here. I know it's in here. I don't see it, but it's in here. And I'm going to find it. And I'm not going to give up. If we know we have it, then we're not going to go, well, I just, I'll never get it. Well, then we've dropped the first step. We have to understand that Jesus gave it to me. We have to take it as it's personal. It's to me. It's not for somebody else. Well, they just always look so calm. I just don't know how they do it. You know what? Just because somebody looks calm does not mean they're calm. Some people just look like they're calm all the time, but you don't know what's going on in the inside. And there are temperaments that are kind of, you know, uh, more easygoing. But somebody could look calm and be being eaten up inside. We need to just say, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to look at what somebody else is doing. God has told me he gave me, you have to personalize it because Jesus died for each one of us. These were his disciples. We've had the word of God passed down to us through other individuals. We have to say his peace is mine. His peace is mine. Yeah, but and if the thought comes, I just don't feel it. Well, okay, now that's a different thing, and that's what we're talking about. we got to accept it that it's ours. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So there again, and we touched on this before, he's saying, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So that means... We have something to do with it. We, and if you didn't hear uh, the earlier messages, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. We covered a certain part about what our, where we've come from, our background, and that is going to affect how we receive some of these things. This is not a burden to bear. If he's saying, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, that means it's within our control. We shouldn't focus on how hard it would be. We should focus on, what do I need to understand to walk in that? Because it says in another place that his burden is easy. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. So this is not a hard thing. We need to know he gave it to us, and Lord, if you gave it to me, then I'm going to walk in it. And with that attitude, we can go forward and we can um, make adjustments. So last week we focused uh, a lot on uh, Isaiah, but before we go to Isaiah, let's, let's go to John 16 real quick, and then we'll go to Isaiah. But John 16, 33, we'll just put it up on the screen. It says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So he says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. So again, you need to personalize it. He's saying these things. Jesus is the word. All the word of God is the the word. Uh, The Bible calls Jesus the word in our place. His words are the word of God. 
the words that were spoken by the Holy Spirit through uh, men and men of God, uh, Paul and, and Peter and James and so forth. These are the words of God, so that we may have peace. It says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So, in the world, we're going to have stuff happen. We're going to have pressure. That's a foregone conclusion. We spent some time on that. But he said, in me, you may have peace. So, we, depending on what we focus on, we can focus on this trouble that's happening, or we can focus on the fact that he gave us peace. And we can't get out of peace because of the stuff that's happening around us. If we are blaming our lack of peace on our circumstances, we're all, we've already missed it. Yeah, but it's just, this is happening and this is happening, so I'm, it's, it's got me upset. That's not what has us upset. There's, a, there's a, a lack of focusing and understanding what he said, focusing on and understanding what he said that has us upset. It's not the circumstance that makes us get upset. The circumstance is an opportunity to get upset, but then we determine what we do with it. And again, let me just ask you one question. Did Jesus get upset? Did Jesus have pressure? Yes, he did. But, I mean, and he had pressure to go to the cross. He had people trying to kill him. Uh, but he did not get upset. He was under pressure, and there was, you could, there was physical pressure, but he did not lose it because he walked perfectly with the Spirit of God. Now, we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, so how we respond to situations is not so much the situation, it's us. And if we ever, now I'm not throwing stones, we've all missed it in this area, but we're talking about what the Word of God says. If we get out of peace, we're off. If we ever say, so-and-so has made me mad, and I mean, we could do this with our family, our spouse, whatever. You made me so mad, no. If we start losing our peace, if we start getting mad, we're wrong. Period. If we start losing our peace and we get upset, we have to check inside and go, okay, I'm, I'm wrong. That doesn't mean you're wrong with the whole situation. I'm not saying their person isn't, you're not valid in thinking maybe they're doing something wrong. But if we're getting upset, if we've let uh, uh, ourselves get upset, we're missing it. Amen. So we need to just check right there. Wait a minute. Okay, so we may in a, be in a situation and it's pressing on us or maybe somebody said something and it, it, you know, it, we're tempted to get riled up. If we do, if we do get upset and we do get out of peace, we've already missed it. We need to go back and center up and say, wait a minute, regardless of what's going on, God's given me his peace. I'm going to choose to be at peace. Now I can think clearly about the situation because when we're upset, we're already muddied up here. We're already, you know, ever heard the term hot-headed? We're, we're, if we're getting hot-headed, then we're not thinking clearly. We're muddled. Our emotions have overcome us. So we're wrong. Now that's humbling sometimes. Sometimes, you know, if we're in a situation and we're starting to get upset and we feel justified getting upset and we start 
you know, it becomes outward and we're demonstrative. If, if, if it comes up and we remember that phrase, if we ever lose our cool and get upset, we're off. If you have that and you have that inside and you say that to yourself, that can be humbling. It's like, wait a minute. Now I am part of the problem. Yeah, your flesh wants to go, yeah, but it's them. No, no, no. At this point, it's us. And at this point, we're not going to think clearly and we're not going to handle the situation right. So what do we need to do? Wait a minute. I've yielded. I'm getting, I'm, I'm not looking at the right thing, which is what we're going to get to in a minute and continue on that. I'm not getting on the right thing. I'm not looking at the right thing because now I, I'm letting it affect me. I'm getting upset. Who, who, who's that going to help? Nobody. It's not going to help me. It's certainly, if I'm dealing with somebody else, not going to help them. If we start getting upset, then probably they're just going to get more upset. And now it's just going to ramp up and escalate, right? So what do I need to do? Let's take a step back and start reminding myself of what we're talking about here. No, no. Yeah, I have pressure, tribulation, but Jesus has overcome the world. He gave me and spoke words so that I could have peace. So right now, I need to chill. I need to calm down. I need to take a deep breath. Remember, God's on the throne. Remember, He's on in, in, uh, in me and on my side. And now, now I can look at the situation correctly. And now I can go forward. So Isaiah 26, verse 3. We, we uh, spent some time here last week. I'm going to go here and then, then go forward. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is so rich. So it says, You will keep God... This is speaking to God. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So right there. It's saying that if our mind is stayed on God, then we're in perfect peace. So what does that mean if we start getting out of peace? We're not stayed on him. So automatically we know that we've missed it. Now, don't take this as a sledgehammer and beat yourself over the head. When, when we get into situations, if, if we let condemnation come, we're just going to do worse. But there's a truth, and this is reality, and if we're not aware of this, we're just going to get beat up a different way. So we need to be armed. Okay? We need to understand the Word. Now, Satan will always try to take every truth and beat us over the head with it. He will always slant truth. He will always try to make it so that it works against us. But if we run away from truth and say, I just don't want to hear it, well, now we have a different problem. Now we're going to be completely ignorant, unarmed. And if we reject truth because, well, I just don't want to take anything on myself, well, we're still going to get whipped. It's just going to be in a different way. He'll use our ignorance. Now we're like blindfolded and he'll beat us every which way. We're like, well, I just don't want to do anything. Well, he loves that too. Oh, you just don't want to take anything? Okay, stay there, don't fight me, and I'll destroy you that way. It takes courage to walk the Christian life, to walk out the Christian walk. It takes strength to walk 
like Jesus and to walk according to the Word of God. We cannot throw up our hands and say, I just can't do it. We've already yielded to the enemy then. We, we're already whipped at that point. It takes a strong man, it takes a strong woman to look pressure in the face and say, no, the Word of God's true and I'm going to walk according to the Word. So if, it, if the Bible says here, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If we're in a situation and we start getting out of peace, we need to understand we're wrong. I didn't say we're wrong about every part of the situation, but the fact we got out of peace, we're misunderstanding, we're misapplying, and we need, we need to focus back on him. That's how we're going to get in peace. It's just a simple thing. Wait a minute. Now I'm getting upset. Wait, I'm not supposed to be upset. I'm supposed to be looking at God. Self, quit looking at that. Look back on Him. Yeah, yeah, but this, but, but, but. See, the devil loves this. He, noise, 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 get what, wound up, wound up, wound up. It's so bad, it's so bad, it's gonna, you're gonna crash, you're gonna. If you listen to that, you'll go nuts. And you'll be running around, and you'll be running into walls, and it's like the world, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. That's where he'd like to keep us all the time. Just keep you there. And then you get over one thing, and the next thing, oh, it's going to, oh, it wasn't so bad. Oh, but this thing, what does that mean? We're looking at the circumstance over and over. We're listening to the enemy over and over. But right here, it said, if we'll stay, keep our minds stayed on him, then we will be at peace. So it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a gauge. If we start getting out of peace, then we, we know I'm not looking at the right thing. Just chalk it up. I'm not looking at the right thing. So what, we need, what do we need to do? We need to figure out and learn what to look at, and then we need to do it. And who will help us do it? God himself will help us do it. He'll help us. He is faithful. And we don't need to look at it and go, oh, I'm just out of peace. I knew it. I just can't do that. No, that's the wrong attitude. We need to say, Lord, I'm stressed about this. You can be honest with God. He already knows it. You don't need to go around wearing it on your sleeve and tell everybody else you're stressed because people actually don't want to hear it most of the time. At work, they don't want to hear how stressed you are all the time. People that love you will help you, but after a while, we need to buck up and we need to do something about it. And we can tell God, though, Lord, this is, this is pushing on me. This is pushing my button. Well, he already knew that, so might as well be honest with him. Lord, help me. Show me what I need to focus on. You know he will. If we'll just stop and look to him, that right there will shut down some of the noise. If we'll look back at him and go, Lord, I know this is, this is getting to me too much. Lord, I'm just going to look at you. I'm going to trust you. And it'll try to get back in. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, you, can't, you can't afford this time. To, no, no. God's faithful. I'm going to look at him. He said he would keep us in perfect peace. Why? Because we trust him. Why, why would we look at him over this other stuff? It's because we're trusting him. God is actually our God. God is actually... Our Lord, Jesus is our Lord, and in this situation, which is very real, we're not denying circumstances, we're going to choose to take our eyes off that 
and look to him. That is trust. Because your flesh and your mind wants to go right back and stare at it. You say, I don't want to look at it, I just can't help it. No, your flesh will be drawn to drama if we let it. So we need to do what God said and put our mind back on Him. Just get quiet, look at Him, look at His Word, remind ourselves of His Word. If you have to, just get out a sheet with a bunch of scriptures on. If you don't like some of these things, if you don't have something like that, let me know. I'll send you one or two and just start reading it. If you... If it is getting in your head, just start looking at it and start reading it out loud and go one after another. That is putting the word in, in front of us instead of the noise. It's forcing our mouth to line up and for, forcing our ears to hear something different and for, for, uh, forcing our attention off. And you say, well, it just, it's not doing it. You might not feel anything at first, but if we'll just keep looking at it, the atmosphere will change because we're looking at the Word. We're speaking the Word. We're actually focusing on Him because He is the Word. Well, let's go over to Romans 8, verse Romans 8, verse 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally or naturally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is is life and peace. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So where uh, it says the, the, those that live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the flesh. So where are they setting their minds? Things on the flesh, of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. We have to know that we are a three-part being. We have to remind ourselves of this consistently. We are a spirit. We have a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. So we have to set our minds on the things that are spiritual. Things of our inward man, things of the Spirit of God. Those who live according to the Spirit focus their minds on the things of the Spirit. The spiritual. Godly spiritual. And then it says in the next verse what happens. It's making a contrast. For to be carnally or naturally minded or fleshly minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Which one lines up with the other verse we just read in Isaiah, where 
they, you will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Well, it says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you're, you're focused on Him, God, and the things of God, you're spiritually minded, and that leads to life and it leads to peace. So what happens if we're not experiencing life and peace? What does it mean in context of this verse? Are we doing the first part of the verse or the second part of the verse? If we're not experiencing the second part of the verse, it must mean we're doing the first part. If we're not experiencing life and peace, then we must be letting natural and carnal and not spiritual mindedness into our heart or into our mind. And it says, it's pretty strong, to be naturally or carnally or fleshly minded, it's death. What does that mean? It's going to produce, it doesn't mean you're going to keel over and die, although over the long haul, that's what will happen. Worry will put you into the grave. Like somebody said, you know, smoking and drinking, people are against some of that stuff. Somebody said, you know, that stuff will only half kill you. Worry will flat kill you. Completely through and through. It, your body is not made to take worry. Our bodies are not made for it. And that stress, it, it, it weakens our systems. It, it makes them weak over time. We're, our immune system becomes weak, and you know, you, you, we uh, are more susceptible to, to sickness. But it works death. Being carnally and naturally minded works death in relationships. If we're thinking on the wrong thing and we're married and we start thinking negative thoughts about our spouse, it's not too long before they come out our mouth, come out in our actions, and what does that do to our marriage? It starts to kill it. Little bit at a time. Negative word. Stab here and there. That erodes trust. It breaks down trust in a relationship. It breaks down peace and harmony. It, we just spoke about uh, when we're thinking the wrong things, it, it produces death in our body or naturally the stress starts to make us weak. Every area, if we are focused on things that aren't God-centered, not His Word, it's going to produce death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to be spiritually focused on the Spirit of God, focused on Him, focused on His things, focused on what He said about our situation, focused on the right outcome, not focused on the wrong outcome, not focused on the fear, focused on something bad happening, something not working out, uh, something you know, not coming to pass at our job or something that we don't want to happen with our children or with our health or with our marriage. We focus on those things. It's going to go down the path of death in our thoughts, work death in our relationships, work death in our life. But when we're spiritually minded, it's going to be life and it's going to be peace. Period. Period. If we're, if we're looking to Him, because God always wins. God is always right. God is not stressed. In all the chaos that has gone on since the beginning of the world, He's not stressed. He's not uptight. 
He is not defeatist. I mean, after all the stuff that's happened, he could be like, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it anymore. Why keep trying? These people don't do what's right anyway. I mean, I sent my son. Gave him the word of God. They don't do it. I mean, he, if God wanted to, which he, he can't, he's not going to, he's not going to allow himself to, he could go down. He has plenty of reasons to be depressed. I mean, wake, you wake up in your creation and you go, oh, good night. Not that he wakes up. He doesn't go to sleep. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Comes and goes, what? They did, they did what? I, don't bother me for a few days. I'm going back. Back in this back room. You, you got to be kidding me. I haven't seen anything like that for 2,000 years. But, but he's not. God is victorious. God is always. He always has the answer. So if we're spiritually minded, if we're looking at what he said about our situation, then what are we going to be like? All right, we're going to come through. God's got this. We're going to have life, and we're going to have peace. We're going to have life, and we're going to have peace. Our minds need to be on Him. Look at uh, Philippians 4. We're going to go to verse 8, and we'll probably come back and we'll hit verse 6 and 7 at some point, but with what we're saying right now, Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate means to think on, to go over and over. Now, are there any bad things in that list? No. It's all good. Everything in that list if you want to, if we wanted just a checklist, you know, we talked about we need to focus on him, we need to uh, have, be spiritually minded. If you want a checklist to see if our thoughts are lining up or any thought that we have, if we want to put it through the filter and see if it makes it through, this is the list. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. So we had a whole series on that years ago. Is it True, whatever things are true. Because if it doesn't pass that test, why should we even give it one second of our thought? It's not true. Yeah, but it, it just makes me upset, but it's not true. You know, ever people say, uh, you know, you probably heard it too, they, they, they watched a movie or something and it really upset them, but it's not real. Yeah, but it just is, but it's not real. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can have the same reaction thinking on something that's not true as that is true. That's why it's important. If it's not true, we don't go over and over it. 
because the enemy will bring you stuff that's false. How are we going to know certain things you can't tell on face? If you just looked at it, you don't know if it's true or not. We need to judge it by the word. Now, regardless of what somebody said or whatever, is it true according to the word? If it's not true, don't give it any thought. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, I'm going to come back to that, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, one, this good report thing. This is a really good part of the filter because the enemy will bring you thoughts that could be true. Fact. It's actually a true statement as far as what happened or what you did or where you are but it is a negative thing and it makes you feel bad or horrible. That is an indication that it's not of good report. In other words, yes, you may have done X and yes, you got yourself in this situation. And then the further thought is, so these bad things are going to happen. This, you're never going to come out. You, you not, you, you're not... Uh, you got yourself too far in the hole. There's no way you're ever going to uh, attain to such and such. That's where it goes. The first part is true. You may have made a mistake. You, and who hasn't? You may have done X. And so you can try to combat it. And then if you're not, if a person doesn't understand some of the stuff we're talking about here, we'll say, yeah, but it's true. Don't think on that. Yeah, but it's true. Wait. Part of it may have happened, but is it of a good report? Because God's thoughts will always be, okay, so this happened, so that happened. Yes, but God said this, and so the ending is, we're going up. And that's the difference. And that will lead, see again, we're talking about where our minds are. If you say, yeah, but I did this. Yeah, but this happened. Yeah, but look at the situation. Yeah, but they said this. And it's true. And if, and if you try to combat the devil, say, yeah, but it's true. Okay. And what else is true? That may have been true, but the outcome you're trying to sell me is false. Because it's not of a good report. It's a bad report. You said I did, this happened, and such and such is the circumstance, so therefore this bad thing's going to happen. That's not of a good report. And that will lead to anxiety, and that will lead to getting out of peace. Whereas God's thought will be, okay, so this and this, and they said that. Yeah, but God is still with me. God is still for me. God is still understanding what needs to happen. God can bring me out. He can bring me through. Now we're talking about a good report. Now we're talking about spiritually minded. Now we're talking about focusing on Him. That will lead us out. That's peace. So then, in the middle of, yep, 
blew that, did that. Yeah, they said this. Oh, that doesn't look good. All this stuff around, we can still have peace because we're focusing on what he said and on the goodness of God. We can say, yeah, but God is this and God said this and God has always met my need and God is faithful and God will give me wisdom. And we can still then, that brings us right back to peace. Life and peace. This is a, this is a battle. Because the devil doesn't fight fair. He knows where to hit you. He's not all-knowing. He just knows people. You know, if you've been around people for thousands of years, you know, think about it. If you've just worked with people for a few decades, you could learn some stuff about people and learn to categorize it. Well, what if you've seen people for thousands of years? You can see them coming 100 miles away. And if he knows what you did, he can just say, yeah, but and he knows. He's so wicked. He knows what's not true and not, is true and not true, but he knows what you know. And that's why it's so important to focus on the Word of God, because he'll lie to you, bold-faced, make it sound like it is absolutely the fact. It's true. He knows what you did. He knows what they said. And this is what's going to happen. And he knows what the Word of God says, but he'll throw it in your face. And if you don't combat it, he'll take you down with it. That's what he does. He does not fight fair. But if we'll say, no, the Word of God says this, and you push through the feelings, and you push through the stuff that's trying to ramp you up and say, no, we're staying at peace. No, God is still faithful. That's a fight. It's a fight to stay in rest. It's a fight. It's the good fight of faith. But that's how we, we, we wage war here. It's a battlefield up here so many times in our minds. Where is our mind stayed? Because if we start going over here, it's just going to lead to anxiety. It's going to lead to turmoil. It's going to lead to bouncing off walls. And we have to say, no, that doesn't pass the filter. I'm going back here and focusing on what God said and bringing it back calm to rest. Is that possible? Well, according to the word of God, it's possible. Jesus gave us his peace. He gave us his peace. And if we'll take it and believe it and act like it's there and fight through it, we might have to push some stuff aside. We're not glorifying the devil. We're just saying it doesn't just happen easily all the time. Satan, just because you had some scriptures, is not going to lay, just going to sit back and not throw darts at you. He'll try, but we are more than a conqueror. We have the victory through Jesus if we'll just do what he said, put our minds on the word, put our minds uh, on these things he's talking about, then we're in a position to be uh, over every circumstance and to be in peace. Glory to God.